Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, Special, (laughs) the most dramatic and uh, cringeworthy recap podcast of The Bachelor ever. Some people are calling it shmomatic. Shmomatic. (laughs) Rose Plate Special, more like Rose Plate Schmeschel, am I right? (laughs) I don't know what just happened to me, but I just like lost my mind for a second. It's just like <laughs> it's uh it's it's been a day already. I mean, this is what happens when you know I have to get up before noon and and I'm recording in my bathrobe. All kinds of things go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, <laughs> how how are you feeling today? Is your intestinal distress over? Yeah, no, I'm I'm feeling much better. Uh, like That's I great. said, I'm I'm living my best life. I uh, I. I Stayed in bed until right before this podcast, and ate a bunch of chocolate for breakfast. And Aww. now I'm now I'm just sitting around in my bathrobe recording podcasts because I'm living the American dream. That's very fancy. I um, well, you know, I had some microphone drama because I have a very fancy microphone at my boyfriend's house, but I don't have all the things I need to make the fancy microphone work. And I'm like, I need to buy these things. Um, <laughs> And he had other microphones, but they were also missing the one cord I need to make everything work. So I was like, great. So I came to my apartment because I've got my little microphone here. And I was like, oh, I don't feel like fully getting dressed. So I'm basically wearing half pajamas because I was like, no one's going to see me. You know, like I'm just going from house to house. Mm -hmm. So I really phoned it in. Really? Like, I mean, that's that's yeah. the joy of this podcast is I can uh, mock semi-famous, beautiful people while continuing to live my degenerate lifestyle. And because it's all yeah. audio, no one will ever know. Except that we just told them. So yeah, we, I we guess they know now. I'm also getting Whole Foods uh, groceries delivered to my boyfriend's house right now. So oh my God. I'm Are keeping you the whitest one... person alive? Yeah. So I'm keeping like one eye on it so I can tell him when it's going to be there. But like I kind of fell out of favor with grocery delivery for a while, but I'm liking the Whole Foods grocery delivery, even though I have a love-hate relationship with Amazon um, because what they do is they just like deliver it to your house and they don't ring your doorbell and Ooh. you don't have to interact with a person. I like that. They just message you and say, it's at your door. <laughs> and you don't even have to see them. It's That's really good. it's really cool. And I'm when you have dogs, that. it's like extra cool. So uh yeah, so <laughs> I'm doing that right now too. And then and then I gotta go do a murder mystery later. So it's just yeah, it's a very white day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's snowing. Yeah, yeah. And and to quote Gilmore Girls, I smell snow. Okay. Uh, anyway, previously on on uh, this season of The Bachelor, I bought this bottle from Des Moines. <laughs> That's been pretty much the entire narrative thrust of this whole season. Yeah. And then they're like, the word bully takes it to that next level. And Kelsey's like really upset. And um, so the drama is continuing into this episode about this whole this whole champagne debacle. And can I just say, I'm there's two things I'm really sick of on reality TV. Not like I'll stop watching though. No. Um, one is that everything, and I mean, this is just in our general, in our general lexicon too, that just everything has to have gate after it. It's so stupid. 
and I mm-hmm. hate it and I want it to die. And why Champagne are we gate. still doing this? Champagne gate. And then I've been watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. And right now they're talking about snake gate. Oh, God. You see, this is this is what happens. Remember when yeah. the president did crimes in the 70s? And then yeah. now Real Housewives of Atlanta is basically the same thing. They and hold then the same like, place and culture. They're trying to find out who the snake is in this and their group of friends uh, who recorded someone without their knowledge, which actually, to be fair, that's probably one of the best uses of that analogy. Because it's yeah. about recording. It's literally you know about I mean? recording people when they're not, <laughs> they yeah. don't know they're being recorded. I just realized that they're probably one of the only reality shows that uses the analogy properly. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Real Housewives of Atlanta. I mean, I give them a pass on most things because it's one of my favorite uh, housewife series. Mm-hmm. But, okay, yeah, good job, Snakegate. Okay, I support Snakegate, but Champagnegate, totally I, I do not support. I think it's real stupid. <laughs> it's pretty much the dumbest thing. And, and I love that, like, none of the women are going along with it. They all think it's stupid, too. Yeah, and this is awesome because it's like episode three, so we're less than a week into this show in, in real time or whatever. Yeah. And they're already just completely exhausted. Yeah, they're just like so over it. Well, and unlike other like Real Housewives shows and things like that, where for anyone who follows Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this last season, there was like one issue with like a dog that someone adopted and then like returned. That was the drama for like the entire season. And people were tired of it by episode two. And now we're in episode three. Everyone's tired of this. But it's not going to continue, which is kind of the beauty of this show. Like, yeah. they know when to move on. So anyway, so let's so let's get into it. Um, I I love this. I love this so much because we we pretty much we we pick up right where we left off, more or less, yeah. right? Like it's just like <laughs> Champagne Gate just rolls on into the morning, and we're sitting poolside, and it's it's still going. <laughs> yeah, and both of the girls are crying over it. I mean, yeah, this is such a dumb thing to cry about. And this is good too because they do the typical back back and forth of like I can't believe you did that. And it's like I didn't do it on purpose. You're fake. No, you're fake. No, don't call me fake. And then the kicker, and this is this is wonderful. This is every once in a while you're watching reality TV and somebody says the quiet part loud and you're like, that's it. I get it. And she goes, I don't even like champagne. <laughs> and that is it because for these like smooth brain goblin women th- this is this is what they live for they just have to to just nip at each other constantly over something that neither of them care about at all in any capacity yeah and it's, it's exhausting for i mean it's exhausting as someone watching it it's clearly exhausting for the other people in the house but this is what they live for this is the essence of reality television drama and it's like, yeah, they don't even know why they're fighting anymore, and neither do we. And and then like, and then while they're crying about it, and all the women, yeah, look totally like exasperated. Natasha says a line I particularly like. She goes, "You never know when someone's gonna snap, crackle, or fucking pop." <laughs> and then there's just like a bunch of champagne-related references that other women were saying, like explode and pop off and whatever. Um, so. I don't know. They kind of like start sweeping it under the rug at this point, you know, where it's like, all right, let's let's get over this. Let's not let's try not to, you know, dwell on this too long. Let's talk about P 
Peter's next one-on-one. And I don't remember this date card appearing, although it could have, but I don't, I don't remember it appearing. Um, but it's with Victoria, the nurse. And yeah. this rocks because one, I don't remember her at all. She's she going to win. She's the one I said she's going to win. Like, okay. Okay. She went in episode one. The first time she came on, I was like, this chick, she's either going to win or she's going to be the next bachelorette a hundred percent. Cause she's a nurse. Her mom's an addict. She had like, I was, I remember I was like, when is she going to tell her story? Like, cause she's going to tell her story at some point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she's like auditioning to, you know, to win or be the next bachelorette for sure. Yeah. She was one that okay. got motion sick. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Now it's coming back to me. It's just hard mm-hmm. for me because this is a phenomenon that is, <laughs> it's, it's pretty much across the board in reality television, but very like in the spotlight on the bachelor where you have, do you know what a rat King is? Yes, I do know what a rat king is outside of the Nutcracker. So outside of the Nutcracker. (laughs) Outside uh, of that, I know. For our listeners, though, a a rat king is like, it's this this thing. It's not real. It's like an urban legend myth thing. But basically, it's like there's all these like sewer rats in New York and and they all have their their tails are all tangled together because there's so many of them. So it's this giant like ball of like living rats that are all stuck with each other. And you can't tell like one from the other. And it's just this kind of like globless form of of horror and that's kind of how i see blonde 23 year old estheticians on the bachelor there's just you start the season off there's 20 of them i don't know the difference between any of them and they all sort of melt together into like one giant form for me it's a blonde (laughs) it's a blonde 23 year old esthetician rat king (laughs) so victoria yeah like right Right in the first episode when you get to meet the women, she had her own she had her own segment where she was making cookies with her sister and her mom. Mm. Um, where you find out that her mom has like, you know, come out of the other side of addiction, her dad died, you know, and she's been a caretaker her whole life and decided to parlay that into a career as a nurse. And um so yeah, I mean, I think she she's got a really good job. She's obviously very like emotional and vulnerable, which makes for good TV. And she's super gorgeous. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, like Peter rescues her from the house in Champagne Gate in flannel. And, uh, and then he's going to do another like hometown date because uh, those are the only dates he can have, apparently. Yep, only once. Yep. Uh, Probably because he lives like 10 miles from the Bachelor Well, that's the whole thing. He's like, well, let's just keep doing shit I like doing until they travel. I think that's kind of what he wants to do. Plus, it does. it's kind of on brand because he's all like, I'm about my family. And I never did anything shady with a woman. Um, (laughs) And and they decide to go to a boot store and pick up boots because he's going to take her line dancing. In a vintage truck with no seatbelts, by the way. What would Ralph Nader say about this? Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, man. I love Ralph Nader. Me too. Uh, Stand up, dude. He's so cool. I saw him at my college when I was a freshman. And that was like the first time I had ever heard him speak. And I was like, who is this guy? And why have we not elected him? 
Oh, He's yeah. just yelling about things I care about. <laughs> <laughs> he was, was, he was like, uh, big on the on the mid-aughts uh, college speaking scene. I think I saw him too. Yeah, it was really cool. I was like, Ralph Nader's here? And I was like, this guy rocks. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, he would be disgusted. <laughs> but anyway, so they go so they go to this boot store and I've totally I totally never taught myself how to line dance from VHS tapes. That <laughs> That's never happened. Didn't, that's never happened. Um and I would never want to do that for a date. Um cuz like I was going to snark on it and then I was like I can't lie. Like I totally taught myself how to line dance when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I unfortunately did not. I I did have to do square dancing in elementary school. They made us do that. Oh, yeah. We all had to do that. And I still don't understand it. I don't understand the calls or any. That's way more confusing than line dancing. Yeah. I I need to speak to some some of my friends with children and be like, is this still a thing in elementary school or has... Swing your partner. Don't say no. (laughs) Have the National Common Core Education Standards removed uh, square dancing from from the education process? Yeah. And they're like, no more cursive and no more square dancing. And well, they don't... Do they do dodgeball anymore? I don't think they do. No, probably not. Too dangerous. No Red Rover. They outlawed Red Rover when I was in fifth grade. Oh, that's some bullshit. What a kid yeah. snap his arm or something. Yeah, they're like, they're like, this will cause broken arms, but monkey bars are okay. Um, where all of my friends got injured. But anyway, <laughs> 90s, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, okay, here's another reason I think Victoria is going to win. Early indicators of um, winning uh, contestants on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. One is who they take on shopping spree dates. Now, this isn't a shopping spree date, but the second indicator is if they say they can be goofy around them or silly around them, that's usually that's someone who for sure makes it to the final four. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very frequently, it's the winner. Yeah. And if, if we're making our uh, our bachelor winner word clouds here. Uh, the big one in the center is always vulnerability. That's what we're looking for. Yep. And I think the ability to to feel like you can be yourself and be goofy and be silly, uh, that that kind of falls under under that vulnerability uh, cloud. Yeah. yeah, I've totally noticed like there's so many times like if you look at um, like Becca and Garrett or Sean and Catherine or I'm trying to think of some other ones. Um, well, Ashley and JP, like – you know, some some of the more notable couples, I guess, they've all said stuff like that. Like, oh, I get to be, I can be myself. I can be goofy around them. Um, so anyway, I just, I just have this, I haven't looked up anything, but I just have this really strong sense that it's going to be her at the end. Um, so they had a good dancing date and whatever, and then they transitioned back to the house. Um but God, I just so don't care and I so don't want to deal with it. And then and then they, they're trying to sort it out between the two of them. Kelsey kind of wants it to stop. And I think she knows that she could she could be on the chopping block. So she's gotta she's gotta stop what she's doing um to preserve herself. So I think she's noticing that, you know, and she's like, Yeah, last night wasn't nice, you know, and she's like, I don't like that you called me a bully. And then Hannah says something about a finasco and, (laughs) and that's when I lost it. And, and, you know, and they're just like, well, we're just going to like have to agree to disagree 
on things. And that was basically where they left it. It's just like, well, I guess we're just going to we're just going to stop talking yeah. about it. Which yeah. it makes sense. I think Kelsey at this point realized that she was completely outmaneuvered and there was no point in her continuing to bang that drum and her conflict was getting overshadowed by the champagne nonsense. And maybe that caused her to take a step back and be like, man, I'm really up in some bullshit right now. Maybe I should, you know, pump the brakes a little and, and let these people, you know, just self-sabotage. <laughs> yeah. Like even though Kelsey got upset, like she's not completely like she seems like a self-aware person who just kind of got wrapped up in her feelings. Um, but I don't think she's, I don't think she's like an actual villain or she makes no sense in what she's doing. I, I understand why she was upset in the first place. And I think it just makes it worse that it was Hannah. Cause she's just one of those people that everything seems to work out for them. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think it was, I don't think it was specifically, yeah, it wasn't specifically the champagne and it wasn't, but she just feels like she had a moment, it got screwed over. And because it happened with Hannah, that's where her anger went. But I think she started to realize that. And she's just like, well, it's not going to get me anywhere if I continue to talk about it because now she called me a bully and that planted a seed in Peter's head. And he's thinking about that. And I can't have that. I can't have that happen. So if we squash it and we don't bring it to him again, he'll forget because the show's all about amnesia. Yep, so it's about amnesia. And by the way, yeah. there's an Alea conflict coming. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, oh, yeah. the champagne thing, like it is, <laughs> you know, it's, it's bubbled over and uh, now it's starting to settle. So yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's like, it's, just leave it, let it lie. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's exhausted. Like we're past it. Like just, just let some other conflict kind of, take center stage so you don't continue to to annoy the piss out of everyone. Yeah, they were really smart for just shutting up about it. So that's that's my point. Um cuz that could have carried through the entire season and everyone would have hated them. Yep. Um and it's not even good TV, so like forget it. So, uh Victoria and Peter are having dinner in an airplane hangar, of co- of course. Um they are, those airplanes were cool though. I'm yeah, not I wish my personality that. was just airplanes and nothing else. Yeah, what What's in your soul, Peter? Uh, cool-looking airplanes. Great, cool. Airplanes. He's like my nephew, my five-year-old nephew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like it's like uh, you know, we were talking about my boyfriend's nephews last night because we went to a hockey game, and they're all about you know the Zamboni and cars and trucks and being working guys who like construction vehicles. And it's like it's like if they were you know in their late twenties, early thirties, and they still talked about that stuff. <laughs> yep, exactly. It's like, uh, now it's not cute anymore. It's cute to hear a three-year-old say Zamboni, but it's not cute when a 30-year-old says it. <laughs> I know because I've done it and then people just walk away from me. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, so he wants Victoria to open up more and he's really like paving the way for her story. Now, I, telling your story on the bachelor or the bachelorette is always tricky because you've got to figure out the right time to say it. Um, usually the best way the stories unfold is if they say a little bit on the first one-on-one and then they open up more on the second one. Uh, but Victoria just let it rip. (laughs) She did. And, and I agree with you that I think the better strategy is to just give them a taste and then give them a little bit more, a little bit more. You got to use the breadcrumb strategy. You can't give them the full, you know, uh, uh, golden corral buffet of childhood trauma right off the bat. 
And the reason is, is because, you know, of course, the bachelors be like, I'm so glad that you were vulnerable and you opened up to me. And that means so much. But, you know, amnesia is a big part of the show and you, and you kind of forget the importance of that. But if you give them a little bit at a time and then you eventually give them everything, then it makes Peter or whoever the bachelor is feel like they were the catalyst for these things. It yeah. makes them feel important because it's not about you. It's about fucking Peter and his ego. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh wow, like she I can't believe she finally told me all this and and you know, she's opening up to me and me 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 me. But when you get it right off the bat, you just you can't shoot your shot that quick. No. No, that was a lot. Like it was, you know, I I feel like now I'm not, you know, I'm not judging her or anything obviously. Like if she felt comfortable in that moment to share that story, that's totally fine. And and he did seem fine with like he did not fine with it, but he seemed understanding and not overwhelmed and so sure. obviously he was receptive to to having her talk about whatever she wanted to talk about, which was good, which was cool or good or whatever. Um but yeah, I would say if I was her, I would have been like, yeah, you know, things things haven't always been easy for me and I've I've been in a lot of situations where I've had to be the caretaker and it can get really overwhelming sometimes, you know, and I've, and when I was young, I, I envisioned a life where, you know, someone would take care of me as much as I was take care, taking care of other people. And then it's like, then you've got that curiosity, like, Oh my God, I wonder mm-hmm. what happened. Well, thank you for sharing that much with me. And then, and then when you get to a later episode and, and then he's like, Oh, but I just wish she would open up more. Then you give the rest of it. And then it's like, Oh, that was so well paced. But she was just like, she was just ready. She needed to unload. And, um, she oh, had a lot yeah. on her mind and she, it just all came out and maybe the wine, you know, or whatever played into that. Sure. But, and it was totally she, fucked yeah. up too. Cause it was just yeah. like, she went from zero to like the story of an early 20th century, like Irish family. She's just like my mother or my father died. My mother was on drugs and then we just ate potatoes. And I was just like, damn. Yeah, and I cut lot. one in half to make sure my sister would eat. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, Holy shit. Like it was yeah. really, you, you can't, you can't go zero to potato famine like that. Like that's just, woo. yeah, that was a lot. That was just a lot. So, um, but at the same time, like, yeah, I mean, he seemed comfortable with it and it didn't freak him out. And she's also, I mean, she seems like a genuine person. It's always hard to tell. She's not like, and I always bring up Kelsey Poe when I think about like the story, because the way that Kelsey Poe told her story about her husband still creeps me out to this day. And I don't know if that's just who she is. You know, and even though she was honest, it was still very terrifying. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but she seems genuine with what she's saying. But at the same time, like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to tell why they're sharing what they're sharing, I guess. Like, because she kind of on the other side of it, she's got this really good, flirty vulnerable look to her do you know what i'm saying like oh yeah she is like batting her eyes and biting her lip and you know doing all that stuff and i was like i mean she's playing the game well even if i don't know if she realizes it i don't know if that's just the natural way that she acts but but i believe her more than i believe other women but there is something at the end of it that's just kind of and maybe it's just because she hasn't gotten a lot of nurturing 
Yeah. You know, and she's yeah. just hungry for it. I think that that's, that has a lot to do with it, which well, she can said get a lot of other stuff too that was weird. Oh yeah, no, totally. But like her whole yeah. thing is just like, a boy's never been nice to me or bought me anything or done anything. It's just like, what? All, there's so many women out this show who say things like that. You're like, what the fuck world are you living in? Yeah. What and she's like, on? I've never gotten a flower ever, you know, and all that stuff. And you're like, oh, oh God, like, oh no. <laughs> um, So it's, I worry about her, like for her sake, if she is the one at the end, I hope Peter treats her well <laughs> because mm-hmm. she deserves it, you know? And like, she's clearly been through shit. And I think the reason she's reacting the way she's reacting, the way she's talking about what she's talking about is because yeah, she really needs, she really needs that like comfort and validation. So mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. But anyway, um, so they, they get in a plane and start making out. <laughs> And this part was like kind of like not hard to watch, but I was just kind of like, okay, we get it. <laughs> I just kind of was over it, you know. I was like, all right, I get it. Well, it's, it's two of Peter's favorite interests, which are kissing women and being in an airplane. So yeah, it know, was just you couldn't I don't be know. happier. Yeah, it was just a lot for me. Uh, but anyway, so then they go back to the house. They sh- show the house, and Alea. This is when we first kind of like get to see Alea's deal. You know, and she's uh, drunk and wearing a pilot hat. <laughs> and she's like, I mean, like a lot of people think I'm like prim and proper, but like I totally have a wild side. So that's a thing. I Hell yeah. And like a bunch of like cringy white girl things come out of her mouth and that I don't care to repeat. So that's mm-hmm. what she's doing. And everyone's and then and then. <laughs> They zoom in on so many women just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Looking so not entertained by her at all. Um, and then the doorbell rings and they get the, the group date card and they find out it's about surprises. And um, <laughs> and I don't really care who else is on the date except Tammy's on it. Um, but then we find out that there's like some tension between Sydney and Al- and Alea and they're both going to be on the group date together. So Sydney's like <laughs> 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 super not pleased about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we just get to the next morning and uh, we see three women approaching the house and we know one of them is Demi because uh, she needs more TV, please. Yeah, we don't have enough of her ever. She's like, I'm back, bitches. And uh <laughs> and they they wake the girls up by by like basically just like triggering all my old allergies. And uh feathers everywhere. I was like, this is a nightmare. This is a nightmare. Um, but Tammy is truly the gift that keeps on giving, and she's just like, I can't believe it. They're hitting us with pillows in the inner confessional, and then someone just throws a pillow at her again, and she's like, <laughs> <gasps> like so horrified. <laughs> Oh, she's so good. Um, and so then the women who are getting up, they they get bags of different sleepwear to to wear to this event. And some girl said lingerie, and and that's when I was done listening. Yeah, I, I was They're confused about that. Giving us lingerie, I was like, oh god, oh no. I actually, I was like, I I had to go back and watch that clip again because I'm like, wait, 
is she is that supposed to be lingerie and she just calls it lingerie and no one has ever told her any different in her yeah, life no one has corrected her ever and this moment has to be broadcast on te- that's that's rough sorry about that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that uh, I always feel bad, you know, or and sometimes like they'll do the shot where they're like, where you hear the producer in the background go, it's lingerie. And then she's like, oh, lingerie, you know, it's like that would have felt better, but they just like let it happen. And I was like, oh, no, you didn't correct her. So she's just going to get crap from all of her friends. Like, oh, this hurts. The other the other weird part of this for me is normally with words that people pronounce wrong and lord knows i'm guilty of it it's something that you you maybe you read or you've read several times but you've never actually said it out loud because it's not right. something you say in conversation but i don't think that lingerie falls into that category like this is a word that you hear people say like this is not something that you're only reading in your harlequin romance novels right like, this is a word that, that people say there's not there's no reason to say it like this. I mean, maybe she's a virgin. And I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Who doesn't like really underpants? We don't have a virgin uh, on this season as far as we know. They haven't talked about it. Um. Anyway, that was just uh, cringy and weird. And then someone got a muumuu. <laughs> Which kind of looked more like a house. Well, it wasn't like a house coat. But I don't know if I would call it a muumuu either. I wasn't quite sure. But I thought that was pretty funny. For this challenge, I would have gladly taken the muumuu, personally. Yeah, because you get, you have more protection. So anyway, so then they find out they're at like a pillow fight tournament or contest or whatever. And they've got to just beat the shit out of each other with pillows. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was entertaining. Uh, and then Demi reminds us that she's bi by being like, hey, it's going to be hot. Um, so she's Just so you guys it. remember, I like chicks too. Yeah, and this is going to be hot for me. Um, and I just like, I went into this thinking, well, Tammy's going to win because she's the fighter. But no, she got mm-hmm. disqualified. Which, okay, why exactly did she get disqualified? I don't understand this. I think they were worried that she was actually going to hurt somebody. <laughs> That's my only thought. I have no idea. Okay. Like This, this is she, a producer move. Inside job. Is what I feel like it because about. she, because... I, I think technically she was like out of bounds or something like that. So they disqualified her, but she was clearly, and I like that it was Tammy versus Kelly. Cause they are really like two of my favorites. Um, but you know, like it's like, I feel like Tammy got screwed over by Kelly again. So, and I don't think the two of them are actually ever going to have conflict or fight. Cause it doesn't really seem to be in their nature, but it's like, they're trying to make it happen. <laughs> It's not going to happen. Um, and then uh, Alea and Sydney fight each other. Um, and Alea wins by sitting on Sydney. Which and, I didn't understand that either because the way that yeah. they cut it, it looked like Sydney was beating the shit out of her. Yeah, and I then, thought Sydney was for sure going to win. Yeah. What are the rules here? Are we are we going by like amateur wrestling? Are we going by boxing, MMA? I don't understand. The, the it was hard for me to understand that. Yeah. And so whatever. By some by some you know, random bullshittery. Alea apparently wins. And I've been, I was trying to figure out who Alea reminded me of. And then I was like, Oh, you know what? She's like Lake bell. If I hated Lake bell, (laughs) but I love her. So she's the opposite. Um, but she's got kind of like a similar face and her mannerisms in some ways are similar, but they're similar in that if you'd ever seen, did you ever see in a world? 
Yes. yes. Yeah. It's like when Lake Bell pretends to be that vocal fry girl asking for a smoothie. Yes. <laughs> that's Alea. Like, that's her. Like, do you know where I can get a smoothie around here? Um, I was like, oh, my God, that's her. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know it's like, I like the little bit of, like, vibrato that you added to that. So you kind of sound like a like a Shakira goat lady on top of the vocal fry. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so anyway, Alea gets another crown, and it's okay because she's a pageant queen. So, of course, she is very used to wearing crowns. And she's used to having titles, which she brings up later. Um, So I just, I hate her. Um, And then she's like, can I kidnap you for a second to Peter? And they're all just like so angry. And her voice goes up. Can I chain you to a pipe in my basement? (laughs) And her voice is like three octaves higher as soon as she starts talking to him, you know? And she's like, she's like, I just feel like I can really be myself around you. And I love that. And it's just so nice. (laughs) And I'm just like, as they're talking and as Peter's falling for her bullshit for briefly, uh, I'm like, oh, my God, if they ended up together, they would be one of those ID stories where it's like, who the bleep did I marry? And, you know, whatever. Like, (laughs) that's where they would be in, you know, less than five years. Um, And then Sydney does the Lord's work. And whoever wants to... um, sell someone out on the show should follow Sydney's technique because she stayed clean and she knew yeah. exactly what to say and exactly what to do. And it was genius. So masterful, masterful. Yeah. I was really impressed. So she goes up to Alea and she's like, do you like work at all? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, I'm sorry. Did you not see the, uh, the little, uh, the little name thing on the bottom of the screen, the little CG graphic that said um, she is an orthodontist assistant. Yeah. And she's like, I hope like I've got like three jobs. Okay. <laughs> and she's like, uh, she's okay. an indictment of the gig economy. And she was like, um, well, I mean, but the reason she asked was extra like underhanded. She's like, well, I mean, I know that like a lot of pageant girls like don't have regular jobs because their job is being in pageants you know and she's like well I've always been a title holder so I'm used to that and you know I've held I've held multiple titles but you know yes if you're Miss USA you can't have another job that's just the rules of Miss USA Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um She's just like the whole time she talks, she's just like sending chills up my spine and she makes me feel so gross. And I just want it to stop. Um, <laughs> it's really bad. Uh, and then uh, so while they're having their little tiff, uh, Kelly and Peter are talking. And I like that Kelly's just like, you should shave. And Peter's like, OK. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. he She's got some hold over him that I really enjoy. Like she's. Like with with Victoria, Peter can feel powerful, but you can tell with Kelly, he's like, oh, take care of me. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's kind of I like that power dynamic. And she's like she's got all the control in that relationship. Oh, absolutely. And she's not wrong. Like, Peter, I don't like the stubble. Shave your fucking face. Yeah. And yeah, he's just like, yes, dear, Uh, whatever you say. And uh And she kind of reminds me of like Andy, but I like her more than Andy. And not that Mm -hmm. I didn't like Andy, but I think she's more likable than her. Um, And I, and I like, and I like their uh, dynamic and they seem to get along well. And then you get like a little clip afterwards of, of Peter and Tammy talking and him kissing her, but it's just, it's not, she's not going to last that long and I know it and it sucks, but it's fine. 
Yeah. Oh, um, wow. So then, so then he has this moment with Sydney, and she is really good at towing the line. And she's just like, well, I just feel like, like she just poses that as like all internal conflict, you know, like, well, I'm just trying to make, figure out where I fit in uh, to this whole thing because I feel like I'm the polar opposite of some of the girls you appear Mm -hmm. to be drawn to. And he's like, great power move too, because not only are you, are you othering these girls by by saying, you know, someone's fake. Oh, there's fake people. Fake, 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 which is a big like sound the alarm word in bachelor world. But on top of that, you're also establishing yourself as well. But I'm different. I'm not like the other girls. And in a crowded field of beautiful women, that's important. So she's she's going after a top girl who is completely playing into her scheme while at the same time firmly establishing herself as someone to pay attention to, which I believe is a a place she would not have previously occupied. She could have easily just kind of fallen into the crowd and have been completely forgotten. Yes, totally. And he's just like, no, I mean, I don't feel that way. I really do. Like, I am drawn to you. There's something that you know, connects me with you. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, just because I just feel like there's some people who aren't being genuine with you. And I wasn't sure if you were drawn to that or not. And then he's like, oh, my curiosity is piqued. Who do you think is fake? You know? And then she's like, well, I'm just saying there's some people who are like different when the cameras are around. And then, yeah, she got him like hook, line, and sinker. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. It was, uh, I, I, and this is, I'm gonna. I'll go into it later, but there, <clears throat> there is a defense for Alea here that I think is important, because while Sydney's not wrong, all she's doing is sort of like pulling the sheet off of what The Bachelor is and what reality television is. Yeah, and they're all sort of part of that machine. But it, it's Alea is she's she's not taking any opportunity to help herself. She's no, you know, she's identifying landmines and then face planning on them. Well, and a lot of the women are um, commenting on the process of the show in a way that's more honest than I feel like happens sometimes. You know, it kind of it kind of varies, I think, from show to show, like how much they decide to do that. But in this one, a lot of the women are like talking about the inner workings of the show in a way that's like more open. So. I mean, Kelly did that. She said, you know, I I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And I believe her. I totally believe her. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, this stuff's kind of ridiculous, but I do really like you. And I knew this was my best shot. And yeah. they asked me to come on. And so I said, yeah, you know. And so, but I, I, she is pretty toned down. She's like a pretty normal person who doesn't call a lot of attention to herself so you believe her you know and, and, it, and it makes sense and she and he, she was even kind of self-conscious in the pillow fight like I don't know how many people want to see their lawyer in like <laughs> like silky pajamas like it's yeah. just kind of weird point. And I was yeah like, it is weird <laughs> totally agree with you you know and that's kind of you know and and a lot of the women on the show seem to be kind of reflecting on well do I Am I being consistent? 
and they're and they're like kind of self-reporting that to him like well this is this is how things are when you're not around and the cameras aren't around and when they get here this is what you do now sometimes they talk about that uh, like with I, with crystal they talked about that you know there are a couple women that they've talked but it was interesting to see that happen so early on and have and that be like the main topic of conversation mm-hmm. um so so anyway so Sydney does a good job teeing it up. And then, and then Peter is just like, and I, and I do agree. She had an upper hand in this because he went through all that stuff with Luke and he saw it firsthand. And that doesn't always happen on the bachelorette where there's like a dude who's like super dishonest and Jed too. I mean, like he, he had to, he had to lose to somebody he knew was fake. You know, and and his position was always in jeopardy by someone else who was fake. So he I mean, of course, he's going to be extra sensitive to it. Now, how real he is may also be up for debate in my mind. But I would say he's more genuine than those two guys. Like he clearly had a thing for Hannah and he watched her make bad decision after bad decision. And. He's not like paranoid about it in like a Colton way, but it's close. <laughs> um, so he's like, all right, I'm concerned. I don't want to get blindsided. I don't want to get fooled. And and he's like, hey, Sydney, sorry to put you on the spot, but I'm going to do it right now. Um, but we're worried about Alea, and I'm just uh, I just don't have time for anyone doing stuff just for the camera. So. Yep. Yeah. And then and then the weird thing is like as he's like sorting this out and and then Alea starts talking about it, it's not like she denied anything either. No. No, and and which was weird. And, like she didn't say, "Oh, that's totally not how I'm being." She was like, "Yeah, yeah, I totally play things up for the camera." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Yeah, that's the problem." And she's like, "Is that?" You know, it's like, "Uh, yeah." And this is where I think there there is a defense of Alea and and her behavior and and how she dealt with the situation <clears throat> because if you think about it, so this whole show obviously it's it's contrived and it's not scripted but it's everything is being manipulated and every single person on there to some degree is playing up a version of themselves because they are on The Bachelor. Doesn't matter who you sure. are, that's that's what you're doing. So. Is Sydney correct in her assertion that, you know, uh, she's Leia is playing things up and and maybe not being consistently the same way in front of the the women as she's in front of the cameras or in front of Peter? Yes, absolutely. But at the same time, Alea's like, well, of course, that's how I'm going to be. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's hard to disagree with that because you know if you're going to be hypercritical of Alea's behavior. Turn 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 this back around on yourself and think about like okay so the way that I am around my friends is that how I would behave around my grandmother absolutely not you know right exactly. and that doesn't mean that you're necessarily being fake, fake it just means that yeah. certain social situations demand that you behave in a certain way and that's what she's saying with the pageant thing she's saying when you are constantly in the spotlight there is pressure to uphold yourself in a way that seems very proper and very refined. And that's only a small part of who you are. Like, sure, you're capable right. of being that, but that's not 
everything about you. But she wasn't really able to convey that nuance <laughs> in a very no, good way. No, well, and I mean, that's like, I mean, they're like, that's one of the concepts that I know I studied, you know, when we were in grad school was like performative identity, sure, you know, sure. where, where it's like, you're going to, yeah, you're, you're, there's, it doesn't mean you're not being authentic if you're not showing somebody everything. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're not being authentic if you decide what you want to present in what situation. That doesn't mean that you're not being yourself, but you're making choices about what to present mm-hmm. uh, based on your situation. And like, and and that was something that like I wrote about with Instagram in particular, oh, sure. you know, where it's like different people are going to decide how they're going to, but, but in any situation, it's like, we're all the, the theory was like, we're always performing. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's, it's social it curation. It depends it's, on it's like public curation of right. your image. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, but what kind of performance are you giving, you know, depending on what situation you're in and there's nothing wrong with oh. that. But, but yeah, I mean, the, the problem is she, and this is like the issue I have with some actors that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm not going to name names just in case. Brad Pitt, um, you son of a bitch. But, yeah, you fucking asshole. Uh, no, uh, there's just some people who like can't turn it off. Mm-hmm. And she just doesn't seem to be capable of turning it off. And there's nothing wrong with turning it on if as long as you can turn it off too and be a genuine person and have like real connections with people, but she doesn't seem to be interested in doing that or capable of doing that. And, and that's why everybody has an issue with her. Um, so, so anyway, with this whole kerfuffle, Sydney ends up getting the rose, which is like an endorsement of, from Peter of what she's doing and what she brought. So she got lucky. She, Mm -hmm. she, presented it the right way and stayed clean and is getting rewarded for bringing that, that information to him. And this is going to have bigger implications, I think later in the season, because Sydney correctly identified Peter's biggest insecurity, which is truthfulness and being yourself and being real and not being fake. And that insecurity was it was pretty much fostered by his experience with Luke P and Luke P the biggest difference between him and say, you know, a pageant girl who's always prim and proper is Luke P was being a fake piece of shit, but the, the version of himself that he was presenting to Hannah when he was on the bachelorette was not like, it it wasn't aligned with his values. Like the way he was behaving in certain situations, right. like the, it was just like two totally, it was like a Jekyll and Hyde thing that he would, he would put on this face and you know, and, and that's, that's the biggest difference. But I, I don't, again, I don't know if Peter's able or willing to see those differences and he just wants someone to be completely a hundred percent who they are all the time, which is a hard thing to ask of someone on a reality show. But now, now that he's said, okay, this is what I want. You've, you've basically identified my insecurity correctly. Uh, now all the other girls are seeing this because like, well, she was a fucking, you know, personality narc or whatever. And she ratted out this other girl and she was rewarded for it. So the immediate thought has got to be, okay, if anybody behaves in a certain way, or if I can portray them in a certain light to him, then that will help me get ahead. So I I think that's really going to drive conflict through this season. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but for now, she's safe. And she's she's doing she's doing good things. We'll <laughs> see if she stays on the right side of history. Um, let's see. He starts talking. Oh, so then uh there's a little bit more that happens that night. Or no. No, then they're at the pool party. Okay, so the next day they have a pool party. They've been doing this like the last few seasons at least where it's like, you know, he's going to hang out with you all day. We're going to do a pool party and we're not going to do a rose ceremony. He's just, I mean, I'm not going to do a cocktail party. We're just going to go right to the rose ceremony. So um, he, so, so he's kind of gathering more information from the women at this pool party to make his final decision at the rose ceremony. And while he's doing that, Alea confronts Sydney again and she's like, You have the wrong idea of who I am. And Sydney's like, mm, no. <laughs> just like not nope. entertaining it Don't at all. Don't give her she's an inch. Like, you can't you can okay. if you give her any Yeah, she's like, her, sure, exactly. whatever you say. If you give her yeah. an inch, then you're you're saying that she I'm manipulating you. She can't do that. She's smart enough not to. Yeah, she's just like, she's like, whatever, you know, like whatever you want to think. Bye. Um, and then uh Peter's hanging out with Madison, and I kind of forgot about her. Um, and they talk about the date that they have. And I just feel like they're really boring together. Now that has, that didn't stop like Ari and Lauren (laughs) or whatever, but you know, it's like super, oh my God, you like coconut milk in your coffee. That's crazy. Let's get married. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's what happened. Uh, anyway. Uh, and then they just talk about like, you know, how family means so much to them and they shared a special date. And because she doesn't have like a brutal story, I don't know if she's going to make it as um and then Alea's running damage control a little bit mm-hmm. or trying to and she's like I just don't get it because I really feel like I connect with you and it's really real and he's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm, I don't know anyway okay sure maybe uh, now I'm <laughs> confused um, and uh Peter's like you know he's like I don't really feel 100% good because like there's like several girls who talk mm-hmm. to him like during this pool party who are like, yeah, she's totally different. What, you know, and like, this is what I've noticed and this is how I feel. And he's like, Oh God. Okay. Well, but she says to me that she's real in a really fake sounding voice. So <laughs> should I believe her or what should I do? I'm so confused. Um, I don't know. I don't think a lot happens no. during this pool party that we didn't already know. Alea's like wearing some weird clothing. I don't, she looks um, like she has like some weird, like sexy doily, dress thing on over her bathing suit that I was very confused about. I don't know what was going on that. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's like a sexy cover up. Don't you know? Um, Oh, and then, but actually, you know what? There is one interesting development that I can't believe I, I didn't just say. And that's um, Victoria, our, our front runner, uh, clear front runner goes, well, here's the thing that I think is really manipulative and weird is I know Alea. Uh-huh. And she told me not to say anything. Uh, but I know, but I know her. And it w- Peter was like, what? <laughs> and um, he's like, uh, well, and the weird thing is that also could be like a totally normal, innocent thing to do where you're just like, well, let's not complicate things. And because sometimes when people know each other, like sure. um, Hannah and Kaylin or what, you know what I mean? Like it it could it could get messy 
And if they don't have that warm of feelings towards each other or whatever, like it could get more complicated. So maybe she's like, well, let's just start with a clean slate and just like, you know, be strangers for the context of the show and form a new relationship or whatever. Like there are so many good ways you could interpret that, I think, but paired with all these accusations that she was fake, it just Mm -hmm. looks like another deception. And I mean, okay, so I'm someone who does murder mysteries. I've been acting in murder mysteries for six years and sometimes I'm the killer and sometimes I'm a suspect and sometimes I'm the detective, right? Trying to figure things out. Sometimes I'm the victim. Uh, but a lot of times when I'm the killer mm-hmm. and people start to suspect that I am, they'll look at everything Correct. I do as a clue, even if it's not. So they'll look at the food I'm eating or the hand I'm eating the food with or something that I'm talking about that's actually from my real life and doesn't have to yeah. do with the script where I'm just like trying to talk to someone about my life and I tie it into my character and they'll interpret all of those things as clues. And afterwards they'll say, well, I knew something was up when you ordered that meal or when you talked about that thing in your life. And I'm like, oh yeah, that wasn't a clue. You just interpret it as a clue because you're already like thinking, you're already thinking that something's up and something suspicious. So you're just primed to think that way. And that's how I interpret that. Yeah, I mean, I see you and I go, man, she doesn't eat dairy. You know who else didn't Victoria eat dairy? Jack thing. the Ripper. Uh, <laughs> no, but, that, but you're right, though. That's that's what people do. And the biggest mistake that yeah, she made exactly. is she, she could. And I think this is part of her her like pageant queen brain where she's trying to calculate and, and put herself in the best position to be successful. And for her, it was reaching out to this person who, I mean, by both of their own admission, I don't think they knew each other very well. They just ran in some similar circles because they were both in pageants. So you you run into these people. It's not surprising. But like by going to, to her and saying, you know, maybe right. let's not talk about this because they might think it's weird or we could get disqualified, which is weird. I don't know why she would think that. Or maybe we won't make it on the show or it's that and the other thing. And, and by trying to hide it, and it always comes out. That's the other thing. If, you, if you're listening right now and you're thinking about trying out for The Bachelor, just it, it's going to come out. Whatever you're doing in your life is going to come out. And by trying to hide it, even though it was innocent, it doesn't matter because yeah. the, the crime here is the, uh, the, the look of impropriety <laughs> is what's sinking you, whether or not it's anything actually like nefarious and bad. And it's, it's not, but it looks that way. Yeah, totally. It's you just, yeah, it's everything else that you're doing and you might as well be totally honest about everything that's going on because otherwise someone eventually is going to interpret it that way. Um, And if the producers choose you to be a villain, you're just, you're so screwed. You're just so screwed. Um, So anyway, um, that's pretty much it. Let's see what else. What else happened during the pool party? I think that was really it. Like, yeah. And then they get to the rose ceremony. Um, and there's not a whole lot of lead up. I did write down all the people he chose. So it was Kelsey. Oh, for sure, for sure. Hannah. I was. Surp- I mean, yeah. Kelsey totally like got the heat off of herself. You know. So Kelsey and Hannah are totally clean again. Uh, Natasha. 
uh, who's got really good one-liners and needs to stay for a while. Uh, Lexi, Madison, Sheehan. We got we to gotta talk about this first. they cut to McKenna okay. being all worried. What she's is like, going I didn't on? get enough time with him and he doesn't what know is going who on I with- am. My okay, dear yeah. sweet, my, yeah, my, my. Because I know you love my, McKenna, so. What is going on? She looked like she was like, like she had to poop or she was about to have a panic attack. <laughs> my like, what is she worried? Is she just a, an excitable, nervous person? Like, I don't, I, I, you, you look at her and you think that she literally just stabbed someone off screen and is waiting for someone to discover the body. Like, I, I there's something going on with her. Yeah. She was really anxious, just super anxious. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't, I think it's, it's must've been mm-hmm. some producer said something to her. Right. I mean, I can't think of what else it would be. They were, they were just like, you're not going to get time with him. Exactly. He doesn't know who you are. And then she's like, oh, my God, what if I don't get time with him? And he doesn't know who I am. That's right. Um, That's, uh, and her eyebrows I just I would uh, give her some advice. I want to sit down with her and be like, worried. don't let the producers get in your head. You, her you know, just be brows. yourself. Just just full eyebrows, full hearts. Just press press forward. You can do it. My, my Kenna can't lose. Can't lose. Can't lose. Press on nails. Press forward. Um, she yeah, is shout so out big eyebrow squad. Cute. I you know she's just like seems like really sweet and cute. And I'm like, what is your issue? <laughs> yeah, she's great. Um. So anyway, and then uh, Kelly, uh, Kira, mm. Tammy, Savannah, Deandra, and then there's two roses left, and he walks out of the room. And he's like, oh, God, I don't know what to do. He's talking to Chris. And then he comes back and Chris is like, I I get to have something to say for once. Dum, dum, dum. Uh, and what I'm going to say is this rose is going away now. Bye. And there's only one left. So, mm-hmm. so sweat about that. And uh, and then Peter picks McKenna. And then it's like. Bye, Alea. Bye. We're never going to see it's you again. Really and then two up. minutes just, later, Peter's like, it's the first I feel step like I screwed towards the up. path of realization that most of the people here don't actually care about you. That's that's a tough pill to swallow, but hopefully, it's one that you're able to sort out a little faster than Hannah B did. Don't don't just don't yeah. get yourself into a situation where literally everyone left sucks ass, and you're fine. Yeah, that's all he needs to do. And he, yeah, he doesn't necessarily seem capable of doing that, but we'll see. Um, you know what? Wait, is now I just had a weird. <laughs> did Colton end up with anyone? Is Colton, uh, well, did Colton end up with anybody? Now I'm not I sure if they're amnesia. still together. I don't remember. Yeah, oh, which yeah, is Cassie, Cassie. Oh yeah, I was like, because it was, was a thing like, where wait, why she rightfully why was do like, I, feel I don't so know confused if, about it. You know, he this jumped is the right way and then for me to be my future Cassie. husband, which is a totally normal thought to have. And then he was just like, oh, marriage. And I think I think they're still together, right? Oh my god, why did I totally forget that for a minute? I, well, I'm I'm looking up, I'm looking on his Insta. Um. Yeah, yeah, they were just, yeah, they're still together. 
Okay. Anyway, because I was like, oh, yeah, he's not engaged. That's why it's like confusing and stuff. Um, And yeah, he took. Oh, a yeah. Yeah, they're cute together. But anyway, um, but my point was he was so paranoid, <laughs> like throughout the entire <laughs> show and like neurotic. It's just one of my favorite people to ever watch on The Bachelor. And I did not expect that at all. But he was just so losing it that it was very entertaining. And I do 100% believe that nobody thought he was going to take offense. And like after listening to that This American Life episode too, you know, it was like, yeah, everybody was shocked. (laughs) What the hell did you do? And why did you do it? And he was like, and he was like, yeah, I thought they were going to stop me. And then they did it. And then I was lost. And it's just like, oh, it's so good. You know, it's so genius. But anyway, like you don't want to go all the way to Colton, but you also don't want to be like Hannah. You need to be somewhere in the middle and uh, and you'll be okay. And I, I think he is figuring it out. And the only thing that I can surmise with the whole Alea thing is that's like a producer thing where like they're getting in his head. You know, he's mm-hmm. not sure if he made the right choice yeah. with her. So like, and then they're going to tease it and bring her back for like one episode. And then hopefully she goes back home. Oh, sure. Sure. Because I really don't care to see her next week. But they also want to get like good mileage out of a no, million. Know, so I understand that it's, part. Yeah. It's hard to say. I think. So any Hannah other Ann is probably going to reassert herself as the, as the main villain. She's calculated. Uh, I, I would like to see her in Sydney buttheads just because. I, I think it would be you have two people who have a firm understanding of the game and how to manipulate it and are oh. you know willing to throw people under the bus that they see to be weak links in this process. So I would love to see some conflict between those two. That would be interesting. I, I don't think that that would be too far off. So... So let's, yeah, let's find out if that happens on a future episode (laughs) of The Bachelor. So stay tuned, everybody. Just turned into a Leia for a second. Um, All right. Bye. Nervous. Eyebrow. Nervous. Eyebrow. Did I just fart in the road ceremony? Did I just fart in the road ceremony?